Hey, folks, welcome back. Today, our special guest, Ms. Destiny Grant, zooming in all the way from Innisville, Ontario. And here's what I love about Destiny's story, not that I know a heck of a lot about it yet, we're going to find out more, but she did a bunch of deals in Canada, in Ontario. And then in 2022, she said, to heck with that, sold everything off in Canada and bought a bunch of stuff down south of the border in the good old US of A. So we're going to find out all about why she did that, how she did that, and what she's planning to do moving ahead. So Destiny, welcome to the show. Nice to have you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. We've had, we had a few false starts, but here we are. So finally, <laughs> yeah, finally, nice to meet you in person. So Destiny, tell us a little bit about number one, when did you first start investing in real estate? And, and I understand it was in Ontario, which is where you're based and what kind of, what got you started? What was that initial spark? Um, so I didn't start until around 2018 and it was with our first house. It was a house hack. Okay. Um, what kind of a house hack? Renting rooms, renting a suite? What What were you doing? We put in a basement apartment in Mississauga. The pricing of obviously Mississauga was a lot for us at that, that point in our life. So we had to make it so it was more affordable. Yeah. Um, so for so for our, our American friends, Mississauga is a suburb of Toronto. Uh, Toronto is uh, the most expensive city in Canada. Bounces back and forth with Vancouver, but very, very, very expensive. Yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Destiny. Just no worries. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So that's where we bought our first house. Um, before that, I was always tippy toeing around it, but I didn't understand it enough. Um, I felt like, you know, the, the basics, the people that don't really understand real estate, the people that don't know how to get started in real estate and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I did university at um, U Windsor, um, which is right beside Detroit. And the properties there when I went to school were $60,000 and they would still rent out for over a thousand dollars a month. Mm. I was like, the cash flow is there and like the market's going to increase. So that's when I fell in love with the actual real estate aspect because I could see the cash flow. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't have um, the ability to move forward at that point. I didn't have that background information of how to go forward and get the yep. mortgage or anything like that. Um, so then we fast forward about four years and then we ended up buying our first property. Um, so who's this with your, with your husband, with your, with a partner? With, who? with my husband, it was our yeah. first house. We bought our first house right before we got married. Um, and we did a full renovation in the basement to turn it into a basement apartment and that made it. So our monthly mortgage was the same price as our apartment that we were living in previously. Oh, smart. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it made it so we were still paying the same amount and everything was working out really well for us. Uh, we lived there for about two years. Um, Mississauga is obviously an area that grows pretty fast for um, equity and stuff like that, especially with the renovations yep. that we put in the property. So we made a we made a good return on the property, especially since my husband did all of the renovations himself. Got it. Uh, and so yep. we had we have that plus side to us as well, where my husband does all of our he's, renovations. He's a handy kind of guy. So he's doing Very he's doing the, the, putting in the sweat equity. All right. So you start off with the house act, uh, home with a basement suite. That went up in value. You kept that and then bought a different property. What What did you guys do? We sold it. There was a lot of sold. violence in the area. So we ended up selling it. We bought a new primary residence just for us um, out a little bit farther out of the GTA. 
Um, and then we decided that we were going to put any of the extra funds and everything that we made off of it right into investments. Um, we were newly, we just like found out we were pregnant when we sold and everything like that. Uh, so we wanted to do what was best for our family and everything. Um, so we started buying properties up in Sault Ste. Marie. So we, so for, for people that aren't familiar with that, how far away is that from Toronto? Uh, it's about eight hours from Toronto and seven hours from where I am located now. Um, it is also right attached again to the Michigan border. Um, so there's Sault Ste. Marie, U.S. and Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting area. The pricing of the properties were pretty, um, pretty affordable, especially with the fact that the rent market came up so drastically. It made it, again, cash flow pretty, pretty easily. Um, and then we bought a couple properties in um Sudbury for flips um just to get a faster cash flow in that case because again my husband did the work and we bought a new build in Barrie um mm. when we realized that we weren't going to make it out to Windsor just because Windsor was too far away for us because that ended up being you have to go the drive just didn't make sense for right. us at that time so we bought there and then all of the properties obviously with COVID everything skyrocketed so mm. we did make some really good equity there um, and then we came across having all these properties, um, really good, um, income coming out of them, but we were still doing the driving mm. to self yourself managing. I, were these, were these single family homes or suited properties, properties, or what were they? Um, in Sault Ste. Marie, they were, um, multifamilies, um, oh. in what size? Uh, so not anything. I didn't have anything bigger than a triplex. Triplex, a triplex is the biggest. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 So I, I stayed on the lower end of things and then my flips were all single family homes. Um, um yeah. Uh, and then we moved to, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, so you built up a little bit of a portfolio in Ontario, different small towns outside of the GTA, some of them quite a ways outside of the GTA. Yes. And then what, then, then what kind of, where did the crux come in 2022, uh, I believe it was where you decided to liquidate. Yeah. So 2022, we got pregnant with our second kid and we had um, a very high risk pregnancy. Mm. Um, and with that, we started deciding what we really wanted in life. And we didn't want to do the seven hour drive. That was a big thing. But because it was only seven hours and it was still in Ontario, I couldn't justify paying for a property manager. Just <laughs> <I> seven hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, that's a very Canadian thing to say. Yeah. I, I, I know it's for me, it's only four hours to Vancouver. That just seems like a hop, skip and a jump. So yeah, I know it's right. <laughs> right. So like, um, we were, we just decided at that point, we, if we were going to spend the money for a property manager and it's not like they're expensive, they're, they're so much more affordable than driving the seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But I mean, hey, you know what? You you learn, you learn, you learn the hard way, and it really drives it home. Okay, um, so then then what happened? So we sold everything off because we just decided at that point we could get more for our money in the U.S. because that is a huge thing. Um, we went to Cleveland a couple of times throughout 2022 while we still had the properties just to look around, and then we just decided to pull the trigger and we just need to buy properties again because we sold everything. Yeah. Um, so we we started buying properties over in Cleveland, Ohio. That was our main spot. Uh, we got a property manager. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. Yeah. So how, well, just out of curiosity, because my geography is not that great. Driving, how far is Cleveland from, from where you live in, in uh, so Toronto? It's only six hours. <laughs> so it's even closer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So, but you got borders to cross and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then with COVID, you also had to worry about like the chance that they could always shut the border down at any time. Right. So you need to be prepared for that as well. So we'll like any property in the States, we just went into it knowing it was safer for us to get a property manager. It's just, we had to. Cool. So what did, what did you, what it was the first property you purchased in Cleveland? What kind of a property was it? We bought a fourplex. Nice. And at one. this point, uh, how many properties do you have? In, are they all in Cleveland? And, and how many rental units do you have all together? Uh, we have some in Cleveland, Missouri, Illinois, and Florida. Wow. Um, not that many. Uh, we have seven properties right now. Well, seven uh, properties is pretty good. Yeah. Considering you, you started uh, not that many years ago with just a little, you know, do-it-yourself house hack, uh, put in a basement suite, and you've you've leveraged that into seven international properties, as we could call them. So seven properties, how many rental units total? Uh, we have 13 total. So we have quite a few single families. Okay. Um, and then we have, um, I can't even do the math right now. <laughs> like a triplex or a duplex here or there. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fourplex was the first one that the you fourplex. got. Fourplex, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fourplex, and then we have the rest are all single families. Got it. Makes sense. <laughs> okay, very cool. So I see the big benefit of getting way more bang for your buck, way more properties for your buck in the states. Uh, what are some of the what are some of the drawbacks to being a Canadian investing in the States or what have been some of the, the challenges you've faced doing that? If any. My biggest one to start was getting the bank account. Uh, yeah. The bank account was weird, the is that, weird as that sounds. I, I completely get it. It yeah. was so hard. It was With so all the, the drug, the, the uh, money laundering concerns and all that kind of stuff being a foreigner. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Um, I had already purchased uh, two properties and I had no issues with them just allowing my Canadian account being where I funded the money from. And then oh, after Christmas, the, all the lenders just changed and they're mm-hmm. like, no, it needs to be an American bank account. It has to have an American address. And like, I, I had an American bank account at that time, but it was, it was still like, it was still an account that just didn't allow large deposits or transfers and stuff like that. It was just a minor small business um, bank account in the States because they have so many banks, but they all follow the same kind of guidelines. Mm -hmm. And it it was so stressful because it was Christmas break and I had two closings and I just couldn't figure out how to get this all figured out. So yeah, it's it's always the banks for me. The banks is where I get so anxious now. Yeah. Well, Destiny, let me ask you this. So these um, seven properties that you've got in the States, I think you said seven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you buy them all cash? So there was no financing involved with those or, or how did that work? No. So I went to buy the fourplex cash. Um, and then I have a friend that reached out to me and said, don't do it. <laughs> um, I can get you the lending money like with, with a mortgage, like a conventional mortgage kind of thing, a private mortgage in the States. Uh, so she so a, a private that. mortgage though, not a conventional one, a private mortgage. Yeah. Because we don't, I don't have a, a social. So that okay, really so. makes a difference. Right. Uh, yeah, so okay. Think- so you've got a private, you've got a private mortgage in the States. The friend that arranged this, are they in the States or are they a mortgage broker or what, what, what's the, uh, she does mortgages for the States, but she's in Ontario. Oh, very cool. All right. So she does mortgages for the States, but she's based in Ontario. So she's got a whole network of 
private lenders who are willing to do full-on mortgages. But again, I guess being Canadian, we've got to get our head around the the price tags a lot less than what we're like. You probably were able to buy that buy that fourplex for less than what a single family home would cost in Toronto. A lot less, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. 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 So not having to deal with the banks in that case, that's a private lender, but you still have to deal deal with the banks for yeah the the down payment and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, so then we had a couple, um, properties that went like that, where it's just the conventional way where you do like the 20% down, they do the yeah. 80, I, that whole situation, sorry. Um, and then and are, I, the, are the rates fairly reasonable, fairly comparable or, or quite a bit higher? Um, so I did mine differently. So I did mine all on a 12 month, uh, bridge mm, um, mortgage. It. So it was a little bit higher, but they're still very comparable, Um, so I think those ones, even at that price, they're 11%. And then if you went down to like a 30 year term mortgage, you were looking between six to 8%, depending on when last year it happened. Yeah. Uh, Just because there's a large difference with the mortgage rates. Um, so yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I've purchased, I think three properties, that way and then the rest of the properties i have purchased either with seller financing um no they've all been seller financing <laughs> yeah seller really all of them have been seller financing the other ones yes and then yeah. i have three more that are they will be seller financing um they're just going to be an even more intense way so we're trying to get it figured out um so it's going to be a hundred percent opm it's just not and it's going to be through the the seller, it's just a complete different setup. And I'm really excited to see it come through, but it, it's a really large task. So these properties are still under contract. It's been about three months. Um, and we're just waiting to get get it all covered because it's going to go through a mortgage company. It's just going to also be 100% OPM. So yeah. It, it's but, and, but you said seller financing. So the seller is basically going to be the bank. So no, in that case, the seller is going to do the down payment. Oh, okay, cool. So okay. yeah, so yeah, so it's a hundred percent OPM. The bank's going to cover the eighty percent. Um, the and the, seller's and the seller's going to hold a second for the not yes, a second. They're going to hold a second mortgage. Um, based off of they're also a wholesaler, so they're the one that owns the property based off wholesaling prices. They sell it for a higher price, right? So then they're going to give their money back to try to make it in the long run, kind of thing. Uh, so interesting. So how are you finding these deals at a distance? Especially these very creative seller financing type deals. Um, I follow a lot of different groups on Facebook. Um, I have a lot of different connections that I've made throughout the last year, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and and with just talking to people, you get to know what they what they want to do and stuff like that. If you work with wholesalers, um, it's quite interesting what they can do. The states is just a whole different field of opportunity for real estate and. It's very interesting. Yeah, and there's just so much more of it there. I mean, 10 times the population of what we've got in Canada. So yeah, mm-hmm. very, very cool. So what are your plans for the next couple of years now that you're you're rocking and rolling with this cross-border uh, investing? Yeah, so right now we have just a pretty, a pretty standard portfolio. There's nothing too exciting about it, um, nothing, but it's still pretty good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking, we do really want to get a larger building this year. Um, most likely it'll be in Cleveland just because that's 
where we where we started and there's a lot of properties available there yeah. um so we want to look at probably getting something over 12 units mm -hmm. um and, and we're very hopeful to get something this year uh, yeah. Other than that, um, our other big thing that we're doing is we're planning on doing a lot more investing into Florida. Um, mm. You know, like every other Canadian out there, you want to move to Florida, <laughs> especially <laughs> during the winter months. Yeah. Um, so we plan on going to Florida, doing flips in Florida, um, having our uh, short-term rental business and everything like that there. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll be able to also enjoy the warmer months. Exactly. Yeah. The warmer months in Florida instead of here. <laughs> yeah. So Destiny, I've I've got a couple of questions for you about the cross-border investing side of things. So can you share with us how have you structured things down there as far as you know corporations holding companies within corporate properties within corporations, avoiding the whole issue of double taxation as a Canadian, that sort of thing. What what kind of you know big picture? What what have you set up? To do yeah, that. So, so we have the C Corp to start. So we have our, our main uh, company where our, me and my husband obviously own it 50%. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that company owns 1% of an LP company um, where me and my husband own that one by 49.5%. Um, so that makes it just so that it, it's structured down and we're removed almost as much as possible. So we go down to the LP and then from that, every state gets its own LLC. Mm, okay. And that LLC is owned 100% from the LP company. So we don't own it. We own everything else, but we don't actually own the LLCs. And the LLCs, how many properties per state would you be wanting to put in per LLC? Uh, so we are under um, the, the idea. I haven't actually talked to any kind of attorney or accountant about it. So don't quote me um, that there shouldn't be any more than about $6 million worth of property in it. Uh, Cause that's when you have to worry about additional tax issues um, with even like your Canadian properties and everything. So um, that's really what we're looking at now. We're not really at that part just cause the prices are so low. Once you put yeah. them into each separate LLC you don't have to worry about that until you get up to to a million kind of thing. Um, so once we get to a higher price point, um, that's when we'll start to worry about those things. Yeah. And so how does it work with getting your cash flow from all of these different LLCs to the LP to the C Corp to you guys in Canada so that you've, you're, you're or are you keeping it all down there in the meantime? Yeah, so far we've kept it all in the States um, just because we plan on having our own life in the States as well, too. Right. Um, we kind of keep our, our money separate between Canada and the U.S. Probably uh, smart, I, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I still work full time. And it's just, it's easier for us to do it this way because then we don't have to worry about the conversion rates and everything like that. Yeah. Um, as long as we still have a Canadian income or like anything coming in Canadian that, that will cover all of our Canadian stuff. Mm -hmm. um, for the U.S., like that just sits over in the U.S. And that's if there's extra money, it's extra money for the business. Um, we're not at the point in our business where we're like, oh, let's just go spend money and go on a huge shopping spree. And, you know, yeah. uh, we're still at the money at the point of our money where it's like, oh, we've made money. We need to reinvest. Yeah, you're you're, you're putting it back into the business. You're putting it back into the portfolio. Exactly. You know. yeah. yeah, that makes that's that's smart. I think that's really, really smart. So. Destiny, moving ahead, you want to get into bigger deals in the States. Are you going to continue to 
self-finance your deals down there? Are you going to start raising capital? What What are your plans there? I'm really looking to start raising capital. That is my mm. next big thing is that um, it, it's really needed because, you know, you can't, one single person can't fund everything unless yeah. I was a millionaire, but then that'd be a whole different world. <laughs> exactly. No, well, I think, I think, I think you're really well poised to do this because obviously I don't know you that well. We've just been chatting for 25 minutes, but listening to what you've already done in a pretty short period of time, I can tell you're a very intelligent action focused kind of person. You and your husband are both on the same page. You're working together as a team. And there is so much interest from Canadians to invest in the States. There's just so much. In, and I'm not talking about the, the people you kind of hobnob with and rub elbows with online and in the real estate groups, for sure, mm-hmm. those, those people. I'm talking about people outside of those groups. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a lot of opportunity for you there to show people how to invest passively alongside you, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and the other thing is you don't, I mean, even for a 16 unit building, relatively speaking, you don't need that much cash for a down payment, right? So I, yeah. I don't know what it would be, but it's what, a couple hundred thousand kind of thing that, that you'd probably be looking at there. So yeah, with one or two partners of some sort, whether those are going to be equity partners, whether they're going to be joint venture partners, whether they're going to be, you know, limited partners. I'm not sure how you would structure it, mm-hmm. but getting people enrolled on that from Canada, I think it's going to be fairly straightforward for you. And, and I, you know, the advice I always give to people is start with people that are already in your sphere of influence, right? Start with people that are in your existing network. Yes. Let people know that, that, because you hang around with a lot of real estate investors. So mm-hmm. yeah, let them know. However, most of them are also looking for capital to do their own deals. So they may or may not be a good a good match for you. But especially if you can figure out a way, which is probably, probably fairly straightforward, to borrow people's RRSP money mm-hmm. to invest down there, then that really opens up a whole bunch of options for you. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for you. It's a matter of just kind of coming up with the right plan and, and implementing it. But you seem like you're a very you know, go, go, go kind of person. So once you put your mind to something, I'm, I'm sure you're going to do very well with it. Yes. I, I really enjoy the real estate world. So I just always love to find the next way to make something come alive. So so nice. yeah, I'm really excited to get into raising raising our own capital and working with other people to build some some equity for other people in different ways. You know, like equity is not just in a property; equity is also like them making their passive income and everything yeah. like that. So it, it's everywhere. It really is. Money is abundance. Uh, you just need to be in the right mindset. So exactly. I'm really excited for this part of our life, um, and and it's really going to change to the next half of this year too. So Destiny, if people want to reach out and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, so I'm obviously on Facebook under just Destiny Grant. And then I also have my own Instagram page for Granted Homes, which is where we have all of our business information. Awesome. Well, Destiny, it's been a lot of fun. Congratulations on making the big switch. Thank you. And uh, getting a lot of properties really, really fast and and really dialing it in with the whole online networking thing. That's That's mm-hmm. impressive. So Look forward to to seeing how you progress. Thank you so much. It was nice speaking with you. 
Likewise. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Perfect. <laughs>